Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today it's the Week 11 Waiver Wire edition of the podcast. And I think I say this every week, Jeff, but I think it's getting worse and worse and worse. There's, I mean, there's a couple options this week, I guess you could say. But is there anybody that you are terribly interested in? Might as well just get right into it. Skip all the intros this episode. Everyone knows where to find us. Yeah. Uh, terribly, no. No, no not right? at all. I mean, there's a, once again, if you have to fill holes, there's a few guys that are out there that are kind of interesting. But if you're looking to actually bolster your lineup, very slim pickings. So basically, I would say the top waiver ad of the week most likely is going to be Jamal Williams from Green Bay. And we know that Aaron Jones is out for three to six weeks, probably with an ACL injury. We don't quite know the status of Ty Montgomery, but this is the rib injury happening again. So we have to wait and, you know, see what goes on there. So, again, I'm really just not sure what I even think about Jamal Williams if Montgomery is out as well. From what I've seen of him, he hasn't impressed me. I have not seen anything that stands out to me that's like, oh, yeah, I have to get this guy and put him in my lineup. He doesn't look like Aaron Jones did to me. Doesn't look like Ty Montgomery looked. So I don't know about you, Jeff, but I mean, he probably isn't the top ad because he's going to get most of the majority of the work there. But I don't have a lot of interest in him. It's hard to recommend him like as like you have to play this guy. So, yeah, I think yeah, I'm not actually a big fan of him either, because until I hear that one of those guys is not coming back, I I haven't heard that about Montgomery. No, not yet. I heard that Jones for sure. But yes. So Montgomery could just be a huge you know, get for someone. Yep. Um, I, I don't necessarily know if Williams is going to get that many more touches. Um, so I'm not that excited about the guy. I actually have three other running backs that yep. I would like before him. I say this is actually the guy I would like first over my Williams. It's going to be Deion Lewis. And I still like Deion Lewis because, okay, Gillisley wasn't even active. They're not using him at all. I think it's Deion Lewis's backfield. And he's not the traditional guy you would expect back there, but – He's he got the kick return for a touchdown, which you can't expect that, but he's still got a running touchdown. He said his last four games, 11 carries, 13 carries, 15 carries, 14 carries. That's a lot of work, and he's still going to catch some balls. I think he's the guy there. If there if there's a, if there's a such thing as a guy there, he's the one who's going to get the majority of work because James White's still going to get some catches. Burkhead's getting worked in a little bit too. So to me, it's Deion Lewis. I like Deion Lewis a lot, and I think he has good values you know, for you to, in a flex spot. You could do a lot worse than him. Yes, I actually 100% agree with you on that one. I think Deion Lewis is the guy to go out and get. I think he is going to be playable. And I think I think this is kind of what Patriots do. You go an entire season, and then they start squeezing down your role. And right now, yep. Deion Lewis has the best role on that offense, especially in the backfield. And I think as, you know, as long as Chris Hogan kind of uh, is out as well, mm-hmm. I think there's a, a few more passes out there that he can soak up. So I would have him number one. And number two, we have talked about him before, but Danny Woodhead yep. is still only owned in 39.4% of ESPN leagues. And this guy could come back and be a huge asset to someone. Do I know if he's going to get injured again? Do I know if he's going to come back as you know sprightly and ready to go healthy? I don't know that. But I know that he would be my second option behind Deion Lewis. Yeah. And he actually probably has a bigger payoff than Deion Lewis. And he, he might be back this week. There's no guarantee. Even if he's not back this week, 
you pick him up, especially if you're a team that's pretty much in a playoff spot already. And you, you might have it wrapped up, but maybe you're not have the perfect team. You need a flex type guy. Woodhead's going to, I really believe that Woodhead's going to go in there and completely take over the role that um, Buck Allen has right now. I, I don't see, Allen hasn't done enough to get him to keep that job. I don't, I don't believe he's been usable, but he hasn't been great. And he, he hasn't been terribly impressive to me. Woodhead is a much better player. And I think he's going to come in and take that spot and be, if he comes, maybe if he doesn't come back this week, he'll be playing hopefully week 12 then for sure. Get another week under his belt, week 13. He could be very usable in the playoff run for you because he's, he's going to get catches. He's going to get runs. He's going to get a lot of work. And Alex Collins too is the main back there. Not overly impressive either. He had one good game, really. Woodhead, I think, is the best back there. So I love that pickup. And I've seen people start to do it. I got beat on it in our league. So (laughs) disappointed. And I, I, unless you have another one, I have one more running back that I actually really like. And I never really thought I was going to do this. Two running backs out of the same backfield. But Rex Burkhead has been very productive. He's only been back for three games. In those three games, he went standard scoring. 4.2, 8.3, 12.3. 4.2, 8.3, And it's not so much the running. He finally got 10 touches uh, rushing the ball last game, but it's the pass catching that looks like he's slowly taking a larger and larger piece of that role. And uh, you see it. I mean, one catch the first game he was back, then seven, and then three, which added up to 27 and a touchdown. So this guy, and before that, before he got hurt, he had, you know, 10.4 uh, points in week two. Yep. So I, they like his skill set and they use him accordingly. I, I think he's another one. I would still take Deion Lewis before him. I, I still think Danny Woodhead probably has the highest ceiling of any of them. But I think this guy is a great one, especially if you're in some trouble. And I don't know if people are going to really dig that deep. I, I think Deion Lewis is going to be on the tip of everyone's tongue. So I, I really like Burkhead as well. Yeah, I do too. I think he- – it's not happening quite yet. This is more of a, like, I think in a couple weeks, maybe he'll be doing a little bit more. Yeah, and I think you have to get him now, though. Mm-hmm. Because everyone's, okay, let's be honest. How many weeks do you have left? Most people have after, uh, three weeks left. Yep. You got to start gearing up for the playoffs now. And that includes even looking, you know, ahead of time and start looking at defensive matchups, kickers. So maybe a week be too soon for that. But um, definitely for these players, because there's only so many of them out there worth having. And he's kind of, he'll be scraping the bottom of the barrel. So go out and get this guy now if you need help. All right, another running back here. Let's throw out a couple more names. What about Austin, what's his name? Ekelar. I don't even know how to say his last name yet. I haven't yeah. heard enough, but is there anything there, do you think? I Is there anything at all? For me, I, I, I think there's something there, but I think you are also playing with fire a bit. I think this guy is, would be a boomer bust guy. Yep. I don't know if I would be able to start him all the time. I, I like the other four guys we said before this guy. It, last week was impressive, but mm-hmm. once again, he fumbled the ball, cost mm-hmm. him the game. Coaches absolutely hate that. Yep. That's going to come back to bite him, no doubt. At best, he might be kind of the Danny Woodhead role that was there, that kind of thing, which is always usable in a in – a, not necessarily usable – there's some he's going to be used, you know, by the Chargers. But fantasy purposes, yes, he's going to have a game like he did against Jacksonville. But I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that Jacksonville's defense is so tough, especially against re- receivers and everything. They had to work something else out to get the ball that maybe a guy wasn't quite as expected coming out of the backfield. And that's what they used. Yeah, and he never, I mean, this was the first game he got five receptions. 
77 yards and two touchdowns. It was very impressive, but at the same time, what I really want to look at is he had 10 touches for 42 yards. Not bad. You cough up the ball, right? Yep. So now you're like, oh, we have Gordon already. Why wouldn't we just keep leaning on him? Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I, I think – I. Could he turn into something? Sure. But I'm not going to take the risk on him. But uh, he's definitely a name to keep an eye on. I was going to stick with much with the rest of the wide, the rest of the running backs we have that could be of some value, I guess. I'll th- just throw out again, just if you need somebody in your desperate spot, Samaj P. Ryan, because it looks like Rob Kelly's injury, you know, might keep him out. P. Ryan will get the early down work, but I don't think he's very good, honestly, at this point. I liked him coming into the season a little bit. But what I've seen from him doesn't impress me. And he might get 20 carries. I think he's going to turn it into 60 yards and probably no touchdowns. I, I would have, if, if you're in a terrible spot and you need him, yeah, you play him. But I think Chris Thompson should increase his value more than P. Ryan will be anything. So if you need somebody, pick him up. But I don't know about you, Jeff. You, you're not probably interested either, no, right? Just no. He's just not very good. Yeah, I think he's, he's just, just a, I think he's a young guy that lacks explosiveness. Yep. I, don't, I think he's also running behind a line that not too many yeah. running backs would do much with. Other guys, you can throw out Rod Smith's name over there in Dallas. It looks like he is the number two back um, ahead of McFadden behind Morris. People are going to say Morris didn't have a very good game, but, I mean, really, did he? was he that bad? 11 carries, 50-some yards, which is fine. Just that was without – the big thing was for Dallas was losing Tyron Smith, their left tackle. That killed him. Yeah. And if you don't have him, I don't know if the running game can be that good anyway. No, I'm, I'm hoping they lean on the pass, and that's very selfish because I'm also a guy that wants <laughs> Des to do well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, in this situation, how much are you banking on Dallas running backs? Like, if you have more, are you playing? Him? I'm still – I probably will play him if if you're in a – I mean, yes, if, if unless you have, you know, really good options ahead of him. But if you are if you were the Zeke owner and you lost a spot, you probably have to play more. I think he's going to be there. But I think also if you're that owner, you need probably Rod Smith just because – you don't quite know if Morris has a game where he doesn't impress again. Where he, I think he was fine this game, but if he has a game where he's really bad, I can see him going over to Rod Smith and trying that out. So if you have a spot in your bench and you're a Morris owner, throw Rod Smith on there. Not 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 saying he's a great player. We don't really know too much about him right now, but there's obviously a potential there, and it doesn't look like it's McFadden. But maybe it is. Maybe if Morris got hurt, McFadden jumps Smith. We don't. We still don't even know. Yeah, it's still very murky. All right, any other running backs that stand out to you? Now, there's no one that stands out to you, but is there any other running backs that you're even interested in? To me, there's this is not the guys we throw out every week that I still like. Like, if you're in a keeper league, Marlon Mack, I'm still telling you, if you're in a keeper league kind of a thing, you're not playing him this year, but if you're in a keeper league where you can keep him for next year, for nothing, that kind of thing, I still think he's their starting running back next year. But I don't think it's happening this year, so I can't recommend it for if you need play now. There is still Damian Williams there from Miami. We're recording this. It's during the second quarter right now, the Miami-Carolina game. So as of this point right now, let's see. What do we got from Damian Williams? He has four carries for six yards, one catch for five yards. He has two more carries than Drake. There's not much going on between either of them. Can't really recommend it. Maybe he has. Maybe he blows up in the second half here. We'll find out. But I don't think those Miami running backs are going to be that good. I, I just don't. So I don't really have any other wide or running backs. There's nobody there that – should be that good. Wide receiver-wise, Jeff, you got any good wide receivers for me? Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's a lot more pl- – it's, it's guys that – to me, the wide receivers are – it's kind of weak. It's players – like Corey Coleman could be coming back from an injury here. Right. That, it's a player like him. You could probably pick him up and maybe use him. Hopefully, you picked up Robert Woods last week. He was 
basically him and Robbie Anderson were our top wide receiver picks last week, and they both worked out. Yeah. So hopefully you got them. And Woods jumped up 35%. That was a big That's one. That's a giant jump. And they should. He's been playing yep. wonderful, so that's a great pickup. Well, what about Jamison Crowder? He actually dropped below our 50% mark for the first time. And he's the funny thing is he's dropped below the 50% mark, and yet then he's had two of his last – I mean, he was injured. He didn't play the right. one game before. That's why he dropped. But the game before that, 9 for 123. In this past week, four for seventy-six against a tough Minnesota team isn't isn't a bad outing. It really isn't. So maybe Crowder's becoming playable. Uh, I mean, maybe I not playable. Yeah, <laughs> I think playable is probably the correct word. I'm not excited about him, but at the same time, I think Cousins needs someone to throw it to, and I he's finding a way to get it done without any of his wide receivers really coming, you know, up big for him. So I think Crowder could end up being a guy that gets a lot of yards. Um, you know, like you said, I don't think he's going to be a big touchdown guy, but I think he's good in a spot. If I had to pick a guy that was going to start maybe next week, yeah, Crowder would probably be near the top of that list. Um, I'm, I'm thinking it would probably be him and, like, say, a Marquise Lee. I was going to say Marquise Lee's the other one. Right. But it, they're, the ones that I'm looking at are probably more wait a couple weeks and maybe they come up big. So I'm still looking at, you know, I mean, there's a few we can get to, but – what are your thoughts about Marquis Lee? That was, we brought him up? that was my next guy on the list. And it's even bigger this week because it looks like Alan Hearns is out. So without Alan Hearns, well, I could bring up my other guy, Didi Westbrook. This mm-hmm. is, maybe this is the week. I think Didi Westbrook will be active this week with Hearns down. They've been just kind of want, he, he hasn't been, it's not that he hasn't been active because of health. He's been, hasn't been active because they're just trying to make sure he's, you know, ready to play, I guess. He missed a lot of time. Does he know the playbook? Whatever, those kind of things. He's going to play this week, so he could be good. But this is going to be big for Mark Easley, I believe. He's going to be the go-to guy this game. Two t- he got touchdowns in the last two games. And he's very – I mean, the last four games, he's gotten at least seven points in all of them. He's not going to be of a m- massive game. But, again, we're talking – everybody on this show today is pretty much guys that you might need in a fill-in. This is the guy that I think will be fine for you. Against Cleveland, Cleveland's run defense is pretty solid, but their pass defense isn't anything that's too impressive. So, Mark Easley, I would – Feel, I would probably feel very comfortable using him as like my third receiver this week. I would too. And I, I think he would probably be the number one ad for this week's start over Crowder. Yeah. You do, I mean, you look at his numbers, right? And the last four games have, have been really good. He he hasn't jumped up in rankings because he's never had that one standout game. Yep. But the last four games he went reception-wise, which is nice too to see. It's not just two. Five, four, eight, and six. And he... You know, he went 83 yards, 72 yards, 75 yards and a touchdown. And then last game, 55 and a touchdown. So he, the entire time, he's been very, very startable. So now he goes against Cleveland. After that, he hits Arizona, then Indianapolis and Seattle. So it's kind of hit and miss on the matchup. But once again, without Hearns there, I mean, what? You're you're leaning on him heavily. Yep. So I don't see any reason why at least his targets should, should go up. Again, there's not going to be a lot more players after this, but... I'm just going to, okay, a little break here for a second. I'm going to talk about Willie Sneed for a second. I'm going to say something here. Funny thing is, I'm looking at Willie Sneed's snap numbers. He has actually, in in the last three games, he has not had one target. Not one target. Could this change? Because his snap share the last three weeks have gone from 7% to 30%. He actually played 47% of snaps on Sunday. Is there anything at all that could happen where all of a sudden they decide, okay, time to throw the ball to him? Or do you think it's completely done? How do you play 47% of snaps, 36 snaps that was, not get one target? It's something that's really crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. I'm wondering if they're – to me, I mean, 
What is? Yes, I, I guess for me, I think there is a chance. I don't know if anyone really has enough room to take a risk this late yeah. in the game. But the numbers suggest they're trying to. And let's be honest, they're running it so heavily. The only person they can throw to right now is Thomas. Yeah. You would have to find a guy that can get open. And let's be honest, why we were so, or everyone, but us too, were, you know, very high on him going into the season before he hit all this the issues on the team is because he was a very safe player. Breeze liked him. And he caught a lot of things. He gets open a lot. He he makes the game very look very easy. Yep. He's not a, a big play guy, but he will catch enough balls and he will get yardage. And you know he scored a, a few touchdowns too when he was you know at the height of his game. So I, I'm thinking that maybe they're making him kind of uh, work up to his starting position after he yeah some after up bad. <laughs> it's an it's just an odd situation. All right, but here's actually my favorite wide receiver of the week, Corey Davis. Uh, yes. It, he's at 34.4% owned, four catches, 48 yards, lost a fumble. So the numbers don't look great in this past week. But what I do like here is 10 targets. That's a nice one. He has 10 targets. It's only his second game. It's get, He's getting increased work. Him and Mariota get on the same page there. And if he can continue to get 10 targets, it's going to be – it's going to be imp- – he's talented enough. You get a player that talented with 10 targets, it's going to be something fun to watch. So I would – I honestly – I pick up Corey Davis this week if you have a chance to. I would definitely pick up Corey Davis. I think he's going to be something special in the field. I don't know how quickly it's going to happen, but it would not be surprising to me. I would honestly not be surprised if around fantasy playoff time he was looking really good. And his schedule, week 12 against Indy, week 13 against Houston, that's not that tough. And then Arizona is a little tougher with Patrick Peterson, but week 15 against San Francisco, I honestly would not be surprised if he has a good couple of games there towards the end of the year. So. Pick up Corey Davis. That's that's my main one. Yeah, I really like Corey Davis. And not to sound like back on the bandwagon because I'm not, but because he fell below, I'm actually interested in Martavis Bryant. And he, he, they looked at him a little bit. There's something there. I think, and I think with Juju in the lineup, I think it makes Bryant more scary. Nope. They don't have to rely on him, so he's not going to have as much pressure on him because it looks like he kind of folded under that. You're the third guy. You're going to be less looked at. He's going to have a lot of opportunity to slip by people for these big opportunities. He comes back after the bye, after just, a, I mean, really a terrible season. He just fell apart completely. Wanted to trade. I don't know what's going on with him. Yeah. But yeah. he pretty much catches. He has three for 42 yards. They try to run him once. So they didn't really hold back, and he caught a two-point conversion. So I I think that he has a big upside once again. I'm not, you know, what once was believed that he was going to be this number one wide receiver, but I think he could slip into people's lineups. Yeah, there's. I think there could be something there. You know, it's going to be a, a wide a wide receiver three play when you don't have anybody else, but he could catch a deep ball or two. That's definitely in the works for him. And how about okay? Think about deep balls. I might as well just bring up Marquise Goodwin's name just because people are going to see the 16 points and be, you know interested in him but it is only one catch yeah. but that's what his game is it's going to be a deep ball he's going to have a week like this he's going to have a week where he does nothing I played him this past week because I was in a desperation spot where I needed somebody that could put up a big number and I knew he could so this is the guy you would play if you have pretty safe options maybe one and two you're pretty safe along the board and you just want this one big boomer bus guy that's a guy to use I'd probably play I'd, I don't know it's tough to play him but Yes, if you want a spot like this, he's going to get a couple deep balls, and there's nobody to throw the ball there. So Yeah, I mean, that's true. If I'm going to go for that 
that big play, I wouldn't call him big play, but if I'm going for that boomer bust guy, he, he still scares me far too much. I think I would still probably, if Martavis is yeah. out there, I would go for him. But um, I would still probably go like a Paul Richardson. That I think yeah. he still has that upside, but he'll probably get you four points if he if he doesn't do much. So I would probably go that route. But it's true. I mean, they don't have that many weapons. And, uh, you know, with Garoppolo, yep. well, maybe Garoppolo starts, maybe he doesn't. Who knows what's going to happen in there. But <laughs> but I figure we, uh, unless you have more guys, I figure there's one more guy you want to talk about maybe in length. That's Didi. He's still yeah, out there. Just, I, I just, this could be the week. We're going to get to see him play. Finally. And there's going to be no Allen Hearns out there. So he's probably – I don't even say he's going to be the number two option because Keelan Cole is probably ahead of him. But he's going to get a chance. That's the big thing. He's going to get a chance. And it's basically if you have an empty spot on your bench that you don't need, maybe you, you, this is the guy you just throw there and just see – just wait wait a week or two, see if anything happens. If it doesn't, throw him back. But put maybe put him on the end of your bench if you have the opportunity to do so. It doesn't Don't drop anybody worthwhile for him, obviously. But if you get a chance, take him. That's what I would do. All right, I actually have like two two tight ends to talk about here quick. Right. One I'm going to break the rule on, go over 50%. It's Greg Olson at 51%. He could be – he's eligible to come off IR week 12. So it's just a couple weeks away. And if he he's going to be available for the playoff run. And Carolina could definitely use him. He's going to be targeted heavily when he comes back. So if you are in a spot where you need a tight end, he should be playing week 12 against the Jets. He could be a good game. We, but then the problem is he has tough ones. The week 14 playoff matchup against Minnesota is maybe not the easiest thing. But if you need a tight end, Greg Olson, he's there. Yeah, he's got to be better than the majority. I yep. mean, if you don't have a top five, six guy, you definitely should go out and get him. I can't wait till we get to rank another tight end, right? At least, <laughs> yeah. Actually, have somebody decent. And then actually, um, well, Charles Clay's right there at 50% too. That's another one that he's he did come back and he was some targets. So if you're obviously – you know, needy at the tight end position. Charles Clay could be decent. But then Austin Hooper, I've actually liked seeing basically four of the last five games, his targets have gone up, yards have gone up, catches have gone up, everything's gone up a little bit. He's being used finally. So, again, if you're in a spot where you need players like this, it's not a bad one. But he has three of the next four matchups are probably tough, Seattle, Minnesota, New Orleans. But then he has weeks 12 and 15 against Tampa, which should be a lot easier. So that's another one. The tight end spots not very good, but if you if you're you know need a spot, need a player, those are the kind of guys you can use. So I don't know. There's probably no no other no other tight ends for you, is there? Uh, no, no, no one else. <laughs> it's not the greatest position in the world. So kind of stay away from that. How about let's see some defenses here maybe that could be stream worthy. You know, in week eleven here. I haven't even looked at it. I'm just going to take a look quick and see. Honestly, Bengals at Denver. Denver's offense has been so terrible that this could be a decent one where the Bengals could actually be a good play because, I mean, Broncos have been bad. And Brock Osweiler's going to be a quarterback again. It could be a bad one. So Bengals, while they haven't been a great defense, they usually aren't one that's – they've only gone negative once this year, so they're not really hurting you too much. They, they kind of give up points, what, in the 20s pretty much every week. So maybe Bengals against Denver. That could be a play. You know, there's not a lot of great ones. Do you see a lot of great ones this week? Uh, not too many that are ranked below 50%. I mean, No, there really isn't too many. It's, I mean, I do. I mean, obviously, what are, they, what are they at? They're probably right at the 
the cusp, but the Cardinals against Houston, who has been... Yep, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, obviously, Savage is in there right now. They have not looked like they're going to light the world on fire ever since Watson came out, so I think our Cardinals have a good opportunity to uh, maybe force a few turnovers and, and be a good defense this week, but other than that... Not I mean, many, that's about it, really. Above, yeah, it's a rough one. Yep, those are those are going to be about the only options to me this week. There's just not a lot. So if you're streaming defenses like I am, be, it's going to be a tougher week. So, yeah, just hopefully there's people above that than maybe that drop, which even then there's not like a sure thing option here because you like to look at teams that play Cleveland, but the Jaguars are playing Cleveland, so you're not getting them. They're already they're taken up. There's no San Francisco to go against this week. I mean, what about the Giants? Who are the Giants? The Chiefs, the Chiefs could be a decent one because the Chiefs, very well could have been dropped in your league. They haven't, again, been great. They've gone negative a couple of weeks here, but they're playing the Giants. And the Giants have been pretty poor, and they, I mean, just, they're just not good right now. So the Chiefs are another one. They're, they're going to be maybe slightly over 50%, but they could have been dropped on their bye week. Yeah, and actually, I mean, this one's right at the, at the brink as well, but I'm kind of surprised because uh, New Orleans has actually kind of turned it on. They've been pretty good. And they're actually below the 50% uh, ratio as well. So they're in play for this one. I don't know if they're going to be there. But, you know, Washington has not exactly – they've struggled a little bit too, and they're playing them. So Yeah, I like the Saints. You know, that's a great one as well yep. if they're actually out there because, you know, New Orleans is ranked relatively high for defense as well. Yeah, so there's a couple of decent options out there for you if you need one. All right, I think they'll do it for waiver wars. We actually had more to talk about than I expected. It actually, yeah. <laughs> quite a bit more, which – Hopefully next week somebody emerges or one of these these players we've been talking about for weeks and weeks maybe actually does something like Didi. Come on, Didi. This is your week. Hopefully he plays. Big week for him. Yeah. I like how we skipped over quarterback. Yeah. Entirely. Just <laughs> at this point, I hope you're not streaming anymore, honestly, <laughs> too much. Bye weeks are almost okay, I look at it quick. To see if there's any like really good um any really good matchup that I like. And there's probably not because just I don't like any of these players. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to ask, so anyone that, um, yeah, McCown is finally over 50%, so good for him. But uh, any of these guys that kind of went bonkers or whatever this past week. Um, Keenum. Yeah. Keenum. Do you have any interest in him? Do you not think he could be a spot fill or not? Really, because the Rams have been pretty solid. So just I don't expect, I just don't expect a good game from him against the Rams, maybe. It's just going to be a tougher one. Yeah, and other than that, there's not many options. I mean, Cutler against Tampa. He, he that that could be something, but Cutler, you, you don't know what Cutler you're gonna get, so that that could be something. We're yeah, we're let's say we're still sitting here. So the he just threw a touchdown pass to Julius Thomas. So on today's game with two minutes left in the second, he's ten for eighteen for ninety one and touchdown. Not great, but he's not killing you. So he could do something against Tampa maybe, but other than that, yeah, I think it's safe to say those are there's not anyone. Yep. All right, so we'll be back with rankings. We'll see where we rank some of these guys. We'll talk to you guys about that tomorrow.